0: The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 23, for the week of November 7th, 2005. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I am Dave Hamilton, and I'm here, like I am every
1: week, with John uh, Ron. Hi, John. Yeah. Hi, Dave. How are you? How are you? Uh, couldn't be better. Are you sure so, uh, about who, that? I, I probably could be, but I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you could always be better, right? Yeah. Did you have a good we weekend? You can be. Yeah, it looks like somebody pulled the uh, drop leaves switch. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's
0: right. Yeah, well, with all the rain and everything, it, uh, of course, it's... course, just more
1: falling down. Yes, on the Northeast, we have this... Yes. Well, most people haven't.
0: Well, yeah, more, more so in the Northeast, I guess, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. I was actually down in your neck of the woods this this weekend, and you know, you and the listeners ought to be very proud of me, because you may not be able to tell, but I actually played three gigs this weekend, and I can still Whoa. talk. Yeah! Wow! Yeah, we were on the big stage over there at uh, at the old uh, Native American. In fact, I was out of the country technically. I was at the uh, oh the uh, at, casino. I was at Foxwoods. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. So we had a had a little three night stint there. Uh, but I'm here now, so that's good, and I can talk, which I'm I'm actually simply amazed at. And you know the the interesting thing is we have a new sponsor to talk about, so it's all the better. That I new, actually new sponsor. A, a new sponsor. That's right. Uh, for the month of November, GoDaddy.com is the sponsor of the Mac Observers, Mac Geek. GoDaddy has uh, domain names, transfers, renewals, of course, that, that you probably all know about.
1: Are, are they expensive?
0: They're not. If it, Depending on how you do things there, you can actually get the, the, uh, the renewal or the, uh, the transfer as low as 399 or actually, or the registration it's a, if you do it as part of a package deal. In fact, I, I long before they even I- expressed interest in becoming a sponsor, um, I actually started using GoDaddy for all of my, uh, my registrations. And one of the things I love about them is their tight integration with a service called Domains by Proxy. And what that lets you do is essentially hide all the contact information for your domain. And it's not so much that I don't want people finding me. It's that I don't want spam,
1: you see. <laughs> And, yeah, that's uh, and so killed that, a lot of things.
0: Yeah, so that works really well. Um, and uh, let's see, they've got, uh, they, they also have hosting plans now. They've got little website automated builders, I think, and secure certificates. And if you act now, and now? Now, right now. Immediately. Pause the podcast and go now. <laughs> Uh, and and anything you order there, if you use the promotional code GAB1, that's GAB one, that's G A B and the number one, you'll save an extra ten percent off of any order. Isn't that something?
1: That's something. Should should they you know maybe stop their cars and pull over and like no no well, don't, wait, wait don't till you stop get home. the
0: car. There's no time to do that. You, you just need to just do it. Okay. <laughs> no no you, they can so stop. Go car. Daddy.
1: I I go daddy. recall viewing a. Commercial of theirs during uh, some sporting event. There was there was one during a a sporting yes, event. Yes. That's right. Okay, I remember that. Right. So, sorry,
0: sorry I had to I had to bring my gain down. I noticed I was clipping a little bit, and I don't mm. want to do that to you or to the listeners. So, yes, yeah. we're still getting used to the new audio setup here, but uh, but we'll get it. Uh, I do like these new microphones, the the condenser mics, the the C ones, the Behringer C ones that we're using. Are very uh, well. Let's just say they pick up everything and uh, everything. Yeah, well, they're condenser mics, so they have got phantom power, and and uh, it's a lot different than than scary. podcasting into a dynamic mic where you've got to shout to get the thing to to register. With these, that's not the issue at all. Uh, phantom power, uh, phantom power, forty eight volts. Scary, scary. <laughs> now this is twice in a row that we've we've uh, we've quoted mm-hmm. Count Floyd right. Or yeah cousin floyd he's just quotable he is uh, so for this week 's show we 've got kind of a, a mishmash, a hodgepodge, if you will, of things to go through um, mac OS X, ten ten point four point three came out and it 's a fairly major update it 's actually huge uh, over a hundred megs if you download the uh, the, the, the updater uh, and mm. we 've got some things to talk about with that, some good, some bad uh, but all very helpful um, Listener feedback, some stuff to go through. And, and then there's some news items of note to geeks, not necessarily strictly towards Mac folks, uh, though certainly applicable. But uh, so that's that. But the first thing I want to do is thank everybody who, who, who uh, took the time to go to Podcast Alley and vote for us earlier this month. We, yeah. we spiked as high as number two on Podcast <laughs> Alley's ratings. And I think right now we're at like number 12 or lucky number 13. So uh, so that, that's a good yeah. place to be. It wouldn't it just hurt shows if, what- Good taste our listeners have. It shows what good taste the people at podcast, the people that visit Podcast Alley have too, you yes. see. That's right. <laughs> so did you install 1043 on every computer you have, John?
1: You know. Just not answer all of them, the question. No.
0: Listen, son, just answer the question.
1: I'm trying to think. I think the first machine I did was my desktop. Yeah, because I got two machines. And my desktop is the one that's kind of expendable. Aha. <clears throat> You, Although I back them up both. So. Now you
0: say it's expendable. I know that your desktop is the machine that you podcast with. And you consider that well, I mean, expendable? The well, listeners I mean, are not going to be happy with you, man. Expendable you, if the I'm data telling. gets
1: destroyed t- on the hard drive. I'm going to tell. Go ahead. Okay. Go. Go. <laughs> I, I, I guess I just did you ratted well, me out. I, so, no, but I have the, the stuff on here that's, uh, you know, like my email and a lot of, you know, documents and stuff on my portable, but games and, and my music and stuff I have on the desktop machine. Okay. But actually, I'm doing a kind of a split personality thing today. I know. Can we talk
0: about that? No, no, Sybil. Listen. <laughs> uh.
1: No, but basically I am booting from my, uh, and most listeners probably know this, but there's this target disk mode, which has been brought to the front in the uh, startup. uh System preference. Right before you had to know the magic hand wave, which is still the case for a lot of yeah. a lot of things. But T. as geeks, we we will tell you about a lot of them. Yeah. T. So either you hold down T, which means target disk mode, which should be immediately obvious to anybody that that means it's going to act as an external drive. Right. And when you boot it up like that, and the neat thing—I don't think this was always the case. Maybe it was always the case, but it's just kind of cool—is that when you close the cover of the machine. It's still in that mode. It doesn't assume, oh, you closed it, right. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. I think there may have been earlier versions of OS X that would do something stupid like that. And if you closed it, it would turn off. But yeah, it comes. so I'm booting it off of my G5. So I boot my G4, which has all oh, the okay. email with all the feedback and the audio feedback. So that's, that's what good. I'm doing. I just want to share that again with people. That's still an ability of the Mac that I think is a Mirwa uh, firewire is that you can uh, share your disks so easily like that. That's good. That so doesn't I think really- you can guard against it. In, oh... That'll be our first of the evening. Yeah, in open firmware, I think when you boot up, I think it's OF. Command option OF will get you
0: into open firmware when you start up,
1: yes. And then there's a parameter you can set so that it won't allow, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. But Mm. there is a parameter you can set, either a password or something that will not allow, or I think it'll just prohibit going into target disk. Interesting. That's kind of a security risk,
0: it, it is, but it's, it's very handy. Actually, a, a buddy of mine, we'll just stay on the tangent here for, for a minute, folks. Um, a buddy of mine this weekend, actually, Greg Snyder over at Backbeat Media, um, he uh, he called me and said that his power book was flaking out, that he had to uh, send it in for service, but he was having trouble backing it up because the problem is his screen would flake, would, would just stop working, uh, and he had to reboot to get it to work again. And so, I uh, I told him, I said, Well, Put it in target disk mode, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's right." But see, that's one of those times where he couldn't get to the system preference to do it. So holding down T was the magic, uh, the magic trick, if you will. Uh, so I was eagerly awaiting 1043 because I had heard through the grapevine that it was uh, it included the fix for the problem that has been plaguing me forever: the ATS server process spun out of control. And uh, for those of you who don't remember, uh, and you can go back and listen to me rant about this once before. I it, forgot about it. It was, it was so, so traumatic. traumatic. It was so traumatic. And I had to live with it every day. What would happen is the ATS server process would, uh, and, I, and I saw this in looking in the activity monitor, it would just start spiraling out of control while I was typing or, or scrolling through text, and I would have to quit whatever app it was. And uh, at first I thought it was only affecting Carbon apps but it's not. It affects uh, mm-hmm. it affects iChat and, and Safari and all that. No, ATS so,
1: is something to do with tech Apple services? text
0: services services or Apple okay. type services. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd heard through the grapevine that this was in fact a bug and that it was fixed in ten four three. And I really almost went out and and tried to find a you know a pirated pre release of of ten four three just because I it, you know it was only happening on my PowerBook, but of course that's my main machine that I use, so it really was driving me crazy. But uh, but I, I, I waited, and as soon as it came out, I updated, and it's been great. So I'm very happy to say that I feel like I have a, a brand-new computer now, which is good, you know. So it definitely fixes that. And I looked through the list of uh, of of all the stuff that it fixed, and I didn't see anything that that, that caught my eye that, that said, oh, yeah, that's definitely, you know, the, the, the my bug, but uh, who knows? Maybe it's one of those under-the-hood things that... Uh, that who knows? You know, maybe it's part of that core data framework that's been updated to improve relationship management issues. Isn't that something that you go to Doctor Phil for, or something like that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Improving relationships. So, um, so I had I had the, the, the update did something bad though. What did it do for you, bad? <clears throat> what it did for me bad though was it was fixed very quickly um, on the portable. I run something called Thermograph or Thermograph Ten oh, or Thermograph I see. X. Yes. Well, 10.4.3 kind of broke that because it was yeah. in my startup items. Um, and every time it launched, it would just do the, the the dock bounce and keep doing the dock bounce yep. and keep doing the dock bounce. It was, it was very entertaining. But, <laughs> but it was getting nowhere. So right. I figured there was something up. But it led me to something else. Another slight tangent here is that I tried to download the update and I wasn't able to decompress the file. I kept saying there was an error in the stuff it file. Really? And what I found, and I don't know, I'm going to make it, uh, I, I didn't read up on it, I dealt with it, but I, I had Stuff It 8 on my machine. <clears throat> and Uh-oh. I thought there was something wrong with Stuff It and the latest Uh-oh. free decompressor is 10. So I installed 10 or updated to 10 and then it decompressed yeah. the file. Now, I, I'm i not going to say it did it, but right. I seem to notice that right afterwards is it Interesting. stuff it. But it was stuff at 8, so I haven't been keeping up to date on the, on the stuff at Expander. I, look. I, don't, I
0: don't think I'm running 10 on my, uh, on my PowerBook, but I'm pretty sure I'm running 9, uh, so
1: maybe that's, the, uh, that's why yeah. I didn't catch it. So that was a little weirdness, but it was probably about time to upgrade the uh, free stuff at Expander. Th-
0: there's a couple of things that I found with Disk Utility that everyone should know um, about 10.4.3. The first is actually a good thing. It allows what they call live verification now. <laughs> Yes, which which means uh, you can verify but not fix your startup volume, which is a good thing because then it, you know that you know whether or not you got to waste your time to boot up into single user mode to actually fix it. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, uh, you can when you're starting up your Mac, hold down the command key, the Apple key, and hit S, as in single. And I apologize for the sibilance. Um, and, and then that will start up in a command line. Uh, basically, to a a single user terminal session, if you will, and there's instructions on how to run the file system check program or FSCK, and uh, and that should uh, that should solve that problem for you. Uh, but it's nice to be able to do Disk Utility while you're in uh, to, to do the verification with Disk Utility. One other, other thing in Disk Utility, what's that?
1: Other than booting off the CD, other than booting off, the, DC, boot off the CD, I hated having to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's well, and you just don't always have the CD, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one other thing with disk utility that I noticed, and I think that some of this was happening in Panther and a lot more of it, or I'm sorry, not Panther in 10 two and a lot more of it is happening now in 10 three is when you do a, a repair permissions, it'll fix some permissions. And then it also says that there's a, uh, an, an issue with um, that. It'll say we're using special permissions on certain, Directories And it'll go through a bunch of things where, that, that are talking about specifically the slash library widgets folder and the slash users slash mm, lib slash php folder. It, all it's doing is telling you we're using special permissions in this directory. It'll tell you it every single time you run disk utility. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with your Mac. What it's doing is it's reading a file, and I forget the location of the file, but you don't want to remove mm. it anyway where it's basically saying, okay, I've done my normal disk utility stuff. Then I found this other stuff here that either you put there or the operating system, and in this case, of course, it's the operating system put there or the installer put there that says, in addition to all the normal OS 10 permissions, set these a certain way, and it says, okay, we're just using these special permissions for this directory. It's alerting you that it's doing something non-standard, even though it is actually standard. <laughs> standard. So, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. Um, and mm-hmm. I, for one, uh, it, being that I use a power book, I, I notice anytime things get faster, especially stuff with regards to the disc. And I notice that spotlight is way faster. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that, but you're,
1: you're on your G five, right? So that's, might make it pretty fast. Best. Yeah. Now, one thing I've noticed though, yeah. when I'm plugging and unplugging the uh, portable drives and, uh, I, I don't know, um, but it seems anytime you put in a new drive, it'll start indexing it. And, yeah, but I've especially noticed that when I'm switching drives among different machines, it'll see a drive, so I got to go to exclude it usually. Right. Um, hm, Not a real biggie, but it's yeah. annoying sometimes on the slower machines. Though, uh, though, I'm happy with this new uh, replacement. If, if those remember my saga, which started right. like in episode one or something, <laughs> that nearly uh, started before we uh,
0: before we started doing mm-hmm. the show.
1: Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Um But actually this thing, oh yeah, with Thermograph I noticed this this, this machine has twice as many temperature sensors. Wow. Really? This thermograph shows you all the uh temperatures. The uh the, the old power book only had and I think this one is technically called I think the February two thousand five series. Okay. Um but it has four temperature sensors. Uh the other one had a GPU and a CPU. This one has GPU, CPU, hard drive and battery. Yeah, that's right. All the new PowerBooks have that. Isn't that's that right. interesting? Yeah, but it still uses the same RAM. That's a good thing. I was able to use my PC twenty seven hundred RAM from the uh, old machine because I think that's all the older, at least the twelve inch. They all handle. they
0: take that takes PC twenty seven hundred,
1: huh? Yeah, that yeah. The, I actually found a comparison chart on the uh, Apple site. Though the uh, fifteen and the seventeen inch, I think, take PC thirty two hundred if not faster. Interesting.
0: I, I wouldn't have guessed that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird that they. Well, well, as you said, it. You know, some say it's a. You know, an iBook with uh, metal.
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's an iBook in a metal case. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian Chaffin, our, our esteemed editor here at, uh, at quite the quite esteemed, Center. quite esteemed. Yeah. He uh, he, I M me shortly after ten four three came out the next day, and he said, "Man, you know, he's running this. He's running the whatever the newest dual G five is." Uh, and he says, "You know, both my processors are sitting at fifty percent. Kernel task is eating it up." Man. That's, hmm? Yeah, and so I said, "Well, I know that kernel task always has to do with with I/O, either disk I/O or serial I/O. Serial being, you know, your your input devices, FireWire, USB, or whatever." And he and immediately he 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 assumed and assumed correctly, once knowing that that the issue was with his he had this old not a Griffin IMATE but but some knockoff of it because he likes to use the old aircraft carrier keyboards, the Apple Extended Keyboard Two, <sighs> so he's using an ADB keyboard, an Apple desktop bus keyboard with a new, a new, you know, G5 Mac. And so he, you know, there's no ADB on those. So he has to, uh, to plug in through this adapter.
1: And as soon ADB. as he on- Apple desktop bus, I oh, guess the bad old days when Apple did everything just a little different proprietary. No, we won't use it. Or they pick something better, but not as popular. But yeah. That was one of them. Yeah. Anyways. I like the keyboard too. Nice and yeah. clicky, nice angle. So what he curcues. he went out.
0: He pulled that out and immediately,
1: man, done.
0: You know, processor utilization went down. So there, and he actually did go find someone. They're out of. They're, they don't make them anymore. They're out of production. But he went and found a Griffin iMate that he plugged in, uh, and and that's working fine. N- needed no drivers or anything for it. So if anybody's running into issues like that, or anytime you see kernel task eating stuff up, that's it's I/O. It's like I said, it's either disk, and it can be. It can be the result of swap if you don't have enough RAM and you, things are constantly paging in and out. Uh, you can
1: uh, you can you know you can go ahead and do that. So paging, yeah. I actually saw um, Dr. Bob's recent column. Um, he showed an option I didn't normally enable, but now I do. It's is, um, in menu meters. Yeah, there's a paging activity indicator next mm-hmm. to the RAM indicator. Yep. So I have that on, and it just shows, I guess, uh, when you're doing a swap in or a swap out. You want
0: to you have a geeky uh, comment from an, uh, a listener about paging and swap partitions and all that? Wow. Ooh, that was a good lead-in. I didn't really mean to I, do that I either, didn't, did I? I, I? I didn't. I'm just letting the ADD fly, man. All right, let's, let's, let's let Doug uh, give us a 53-second yes. break here. Hey, guys. This is Doug from Connecticut. Uh, hey. Driving home from work, listening to your podcast. Uh,
1: great job on the show. Thanks. I have a quick question for you. I recently added a second hard drive to my d 5 and I migrated all my data to the new drive since it has a bigger cache than my older one,
0: and I regulated
1: the old drive to, like, a data storage area. Is it possible to move the swap partition in Unix, or in this case, Mac OS X, to a second drive, and is it something you guys recommend? Because I know in the Linux world, you can have swaps out anywhere you want. Great job, once again, on the podcast. If you guys can answer this, I'd appreciate it. I could also use a Gmail invite if you want to work
0: all right, and we'll stop it there because I think he, uh, he goes and gives us his email address. And there's no reason to uh, to spread that out to the world because we already took care of his Gmail invite. Mm, um, got a boatload. Now, the answer the, – the quick answer is yes, it is possible to do this. Uh, however, I don't necessarily recommend it, and, and, and I'm going to take a step back. Do, do you have, a, do you have a, a feeling on this one way or another, John, before, we, before I, I trud, trudge um, forward here?
1: I'd say my initial instinct would be not to mess with something like that. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's a low-level system thing that I think all versions of Unix use, which, uh, yeah, go between disk and physical... Me- but it all has to do with memory management. And Sometimes, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not going to ask why, it feels it necessary to write it out to disk and then read it back at a later time. But... To to monkey with it, yeah. That the my instinct tells me danger, danger. Well, Robinson, <laughs> and,
0: and and I I agree wholeheartedly with you. But and but OS ten deals with swap a little bit differently than uh, than than Linux does, or or really any other iteration of BSD or or, or Unix for that matter. Um, and and like John said, and. The point of having a swap partition or a virtual memory partition, if you will, is so that when the system does need to do whatever it does to to write stuff out to disk, either you run out of memory or it decides it doesn't need something and it it offloads it to to disk, uh, it's got this space to do it. Now, in, in Linux, you actually set up multiple partitions usually more than just swap and and your own drive you know with os 10 you basically have one partition that you use for everything that's not traditional with unix and the reason it's not traditional is for basically security and system stability reasons you don't want to have all your temp files in the same partition as say all your program files because if your temp directory fills up Then, if it's separate, if it's a separate partition, then you're okay because you you know you still have all your data files in one partition and your program files in another partition, and everything's okay. Well, if it's all one partition and your temp fills up, well, that means that everything filled up, and that's not so good. And swap is the same way. Usually, you set up swap in a different partition. Now, the reason you set up swap in a different partition is a little different than that. It's because you want quick access to it. You want the drive to be, you want the computer to be able to access. One big large block of space for swap, so it's not jumping all over the drive every time it's got to do this this operation. Would you would you tend to agree with that, John?
1: Mm, I'm still nervous about it. Yeah, if uh, if it's a much faster drive, because I, I was just thinking my situation where my drives are pretty much the same, um, at least in my G5. So. Right. Right. But yeah, if you do have a system that's pieced together from various things, yeah, I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah, well, even with one drive, you, know, you just want all your swap in one place. Normally, a drive gets fairly fragmented, and you just don't want swap to be on, on a drive that's fragmented. And that's in a perfect world scenario. Well, Apple had to kind of make a, uh, uh, a compromise there because they knew people didn't you – know, especially people upgrading from OS 9 to OS 10 wouldn't have a system set up such that you could just move partitions around and create new partitions and, and all of that stuff. So they decided to do this swap. They implement swap in a different way. They actually create swap files. When your system starts up, I believe it's still with 1043. I haven't checked. But I think the first file it creates is a 64-make file. And if it needs another one, I think it either creates another 64 or a 128, and then a 256, and then a 512, and then a 1 gig. And I believe it tries to create these files as contiguous space, i.e. not fragmented um, so it, it is possible, though, to tell it a different place to create them. And, and you edit one of the files in Etsy, and I think it's Etsy slash RC dot something, uh, and, and you can tell it to you know, create this swap in a different spot. It's a very convoluted procedure. It, the, the benefits are negligible. I've done it on, on old machines, never really saw a huge performance increase. I guess if you had a horribly fragmented drive and you were willing to put another drive in the machine, a whole other spindle, then yeah, maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe it would it would do it. And and I'll I'll look in, and in the show notes, I'll see if I can't put. I know there's a good article at Mac OS Ten
1: hints. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm looking at it right now, and yeah, okay. it is convoluted. But you got to modify files that point to partitions, and exactly. it gets uh, not, exactly. not for the faint of faint oh of. <laughs> no no no.
0: And and the problem is if that drive goes away, then swap moves back to its original to the original drive, maybe not necessarily in the original place. And and it kind of confuses things uh, going forward. So I, I I I don't see a huge benefit now. Maybe there's there's very specific in, you know situations where you'd say, well, here is why I do it. Okay, great. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, it somebody is geek- will let us know if we're oh yeah, it wrong. absolutely. But you know, it's a geeky thing to do. I did it for the geek factor in it. Probably with ten dot one, ten dot two. I was writing an article for Mac Addict at the time, and uh, and thought it would be a cool geek thing to talk about, and I did. But uh, but I don't do it on on my on my regular machines. It's just not. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like that with with the disk too. Like even um, I don't know. I mean, I have some uh, coworkers who are still very into partitioning. They insist on partitioning the drive like right. on Windows machines, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Now, in the old days, I'll admit. Um, if you partition, you would make your sector size smaller and you get better performance and all that fun stuff. But I don't really think that's an issue with today's drives. Maybe or maybe not. But I just figure I just format the whole darn thing and just use a single drive. That's yeah. what I've always done because it eliminates the potential for a lot of problems. Cause I, I have seen in the past and I've, you know, inherited these problems in the workplaces. You're given a system by somebody else and they made certain decisions about how big each drive should be and they got it wrong. <laughs> yeah now what no yeah you can use utilities I don't know what's on the mac side for this but uh you know to 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 resize your partitions and stuff but why bother? so that's just my you know point. It, keep it, it it's actually
0: amazing because you've let into two audio comments so far john we've we've let this tangent. I, I don't know if you're meaning to do this or not but uh it's
1: uncanned. subconsciously i think I did okay
0: well all right we'll let uh we'll go with with ted Chapeau now and uh and and he'll ask his question and I'm pretty sure we can answer it
2: Hello, this is Ted Chapo from the Miniview SF podcast. I'm wow. using a program called iPartition from Corollis Systems, and I'm trying to create a new partition on my PowerBook's hard drive. I've tried using another computer to boot from, as well as booting from a boot XCD. Whenever I tried to do so, however, I couldn't resize my main partition. It's about 74 gigabytes, but I can't resize it even when I haven't booted from the drive. There are 16 gigs left on my hard drive at the moment. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Well, I wanted to create a 10 gigabyte partition. I'm wondering, should I clear out some files to make it work? Or is there something else I need to do? Because I've already been down to about 5 gigs on my main partition. Thanks, love the show.
0: Thanks for uh, sending that in, Ted. Well, my first response is, danger, danger, Will Robinson. Back up. Stop it. Stop it. What are you doing? Back up your drive before you even think about taking any next steps. Repartitioning an existing partition, while doable, is dangerous as heck. And I say heck, well, Mm -hmm. because there might be some kids listening. I I, I can't. I can't stress this enough. I th- we'll have some uh,
1: ice cream after the show just for the kids, okay? That's right,
0: yeah. Uh, it, it, so, it, yeah, I, and I've seen this done, like John said, more on the Windows side than the Mac side, but man, you, you gotta be careful here. Ch- chances are the reason iPartition can't move this, and I don't know this because I haven't seen your machine, and I haven't used iPartition because I don't believe in this software, uh, but, but not to say that it doesn't work, just to say that it it, it is fraught with opportunities for disaster. <laughs> Uh, but chances are what's happened is, is your drive needs to be defragmented and all the stuff needs to be pushed up to the front of the drive so that it can chop off the back of the partition and, and remake all of that. That's, that's my gut feeling on this, right? Um, I know I've seen that on the, on the windows side, you know, where if a drive is horribly fragmented and there's just data everywhere, even though you got 16 gigs free, you, might only have the largest chunk might be half a gig and the rest is just spread everywhere. Um, you know, and Unix is pretty good at dealing with that, but not when you're trying to resize a partition. Uh, my, my, honestly, my, my, my advice, if you want to do this is buy yourself a firewire drive, which you should have anyway to back up your stuff. Back up everything, copy it all, carbon copy, cloner it, you know, do the, the disk utility image restore thing onto it, get your data over there, then reformat the partition, then bring it all
1: back. What do you think, John? I'm with you. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Now we're, um, I mean, yes, we are geeks, but we're safe geeks.
0: Well, you know,
1: there are some things where now, but, but I would say if you're going to do that sort of thing and you know, like I mentioned before, I have a machine that's expendable mm-hmm. and a machine where everything that I rely on is on there and I right. treat that one with a certain amount of respect and the other machine, I'm like, okay, it we'll destroy something. You know, I have the data somewhere else right. or the application. So, right. um, yeah, it's... I don't know. I mean, I, sometimes, I mean, this especially, you know, it strikes me in the Apple realm, but you don't have to know about all the nuts and bolts and get involved with every aspect of the system to... Yeah. uh but to, if he does uh, have
0: 10 gigs that he's just not but it's using. Fun. Yeah, if he's if he's just not using it then then that's okay. You know, I mean it's good to want to reclaim it, but you you know. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, just anytime be careful, I've cuz we, we
0: care. That's right. That's what, Dave, we care. <laughs> the lawyers uh, told me to say that. <laughs> they did. Did they tell you? <laughs> hey uh, uh so there's one more thing I wanted to mention about 1043 that I noticed. With uh, with some customized software and even just some some non-Apache web servers out there, I noticed that Safari yeah. with ten point four, this it was fine in Panther, but with ten point ten point four, they made some changes to it, and it would sit. You would get a web page, and most of it would come up, but the bar would never finish going across. Either an image would would be broken and stay that way or, you know, it it was like a weird keep-alive thing if it wasn't totally compatible.
1: I thought it was just maybe an element on a page just wasn't loading, and so it was being kind of dumb waiting for the whole thing. Now,
0: the the ad server software that we use happens to be that way, and so I would see it every day, and it wasn't an issue. It just, you know, was was an annoyance. Things just wouldn't (laughs) show up or whatever. Safari in 10.4.3 fixes all of that stuff, and and apparently it's fully Ajax-compliant now, I believe,
1: Um, so... Oh, Ajax, asynchronous Java, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, right? you were on a roll, man. Yeah. Asynchronous Java, applica- uh, something with that. I, I, I just was talking to somebody uh, in the workplace about it today. We were yeah. discussing. Hey, you know how certain web pages do really cool stuff? Oh, it's this thing called Ajax. Yeah,
0: Ajax rocks. Uh, Gmail uses Aj- Ajax, right? I mean, I think like that's, they
1: do Google Maps. Um, Google Maps. Oh, that's not a great. Not the thing I found yeah. today, though, which is just gonna be uh fodder for hours of, of time wasting, but video.google.com is one of their beta services. I I don't know. I, I may have been there in the past and never, never just paid attention to it. I I never saw it until you IM me about it today. Okay. it may be fairly new, but it's another one of their beta things, I like guess one of their indexing efforts. So they'll scour the net for videos. Yep. No, not those type of videos. And they don't, um, it doesn't
0: it doesn't index adult stuff? I um It'll I'd be shocked if it doesn't I mean, let's face it. Porn is what drives everything. It, you know, the early adopters, right? The VCR, it got into homes because of porn, right? The iPod video is being touted the same way. I'm sure video.google.com will let you turn off your parental controls and scour for porn. Oh,
1: it's, just it's a it pretty goes. limited collection really? right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, when, oh, when, I, when I, I go through me. it and it says pick random video. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: I mean, it's well, not going to... You know, if you're some kid, they don't, wanna, they don't want the uh, liability.
1: Okay, well, yeah. I... Typed in a a particular four letter word and I'm not seeing anything that's making me blush. So um, they allowing the I've word you there. i say
0: things that make a longshoreman blush, John. <laughs> All
1: right, I've been oh, waiting twenty three shows World to say that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Oh yeah, the, those MacWorld shows. They yeah, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What okay. what happens
0: at MacWorld? Stays, stays at Max, and you know what? We're, we're just going to make the policy now. What happens at Podcast Expo this weekend stays at Podcast Expo. That's the uh, that's the policy, okay. and I, I I encourage every podcaster out there to spread that word far and wide. Because, but of, no, we want people to talk about it. Oh, that's right. It'll be talked. It'll be blogged. <laughs> it'll be podcast. What am I talking about? That's never mind. You think so. Everybody behave.
1: Uh, but anyways, yes. If you don't get the. Uh... Yeah, reference. Watch uh, Fight Club. Good film. That's right. Yeah, it's not what you expect. Uh, not even close.
0: Hey, uh, so did you see this morning? Uh, Tivo not for the kiddies though. Tivo and
1: Yahoo's Sorry. partner? Yeah, because I'm a Tivo fan. You're a Tivo fan. I think we've we've said we've infected our families with Tivo. That's right. Um, I'm sure a lot of the listeners. Um, Tivo. I still have the Series One. Again, when I get something and it works, I stick to it. Even though you know, I kind of you know glance. Enviously at yours a couple times, Dave, because yeah. the uh, the menu layout, especially the oh, the uh, better, yeah. the, uh, the folder organization. So yeah. the same show goes to a folder. That's if I had to add any feature to the Series One, that's the one I would add. Yep,
0: I agree. That's um, that's the one we use all the time.
1: But other than that, you know, the Series One pretty much does everything I need.
0: Yeah. Well, this morning, and this of course requires a Series Two. But uh, if you use Yahoo for your TV listings, and of course, if you have TiVo, you probably don't use it. But anyway. Uh, if you, you can link them together, you can essentially link your TiVo account to your, your Yahoo, uh, your My Yahoo account. And if you're looking up television mm. listings, you uh, you can just click on a button. Once it's linked, you click on a button and say, record this on my TiVo, and bam, mm-hmm. you're good to go. And it's pretty nice. cool. I, I tried it out. Yeah, I mean, it now, Isn't it
1: interesting how we're all of a sudden seeing all these things coalesce? Yes. So we see the iPod video, we see some... Top-run shows for yep. sale for a reasonable price. We see a million sales of video titles within a week, right? Right. A month. Um, right? Now you're seeing Yahoo Was it a, was it a kinda, week or a month? I thought it was a week. Oh, maybe it was. I don't think it's been out a month, Dave.
0: Uh, that's a very good point, John. Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> when did you get that, it? <laughs> like, that's right. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. Okay, note, I'm older than Dave. yeah but sometimes uh, that doesn't seem to matter
1: (laughs) okay Um, but yeah so all these video options and you know the video.google thing now some of it I'm becoming aware of it but you know we may be seeing vcasts is that what we're going to call them I don't know what we're going to call them video podcast is just too clumsy
0: but I got to spend I I, I have it on my list this week to figure out how to make a video cast because you and I are going to do one this weekend
1: yeah we could do Yeah. My Nikon takes very short. Oh
0: no, I'm I'm bringing out
1: this. You're the, bringing. Oh, you're, oh, you got to do. Yeah, I don't oh, have yeah. a uh, camcorder yet. Yeah, I'm going to bring the camcorder,
0: but I need you to bring your mixer. We'll have to talk about it because I want to. I want to be able to use the, oh, uh, the C1 yeah.
1: and plug that in so we got good audio. Oh, I can bring my snazzy looking C1 case.
0: That's right. Yes, you can. Yeah, well, we nice can talk about it case. And, and and try and balance the load. But I need you to bring your mixer. But we can talk. about... it. You know what it'll when, look like on the X-ray. A Telefunken U47 man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and and someone out there noticed. Uh, it, no, I, to answer the question, no, this one does not come with leather.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, i been dying to say that. Okay,
0: um, you know, you, you talked about the video iPod,
1: and that, uh,
0: it, and 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 a lot of you came to my rescue last week, and I, I feel like a. a because I didn't write down the the name of the guy who first pointed me to Podner. I have it in my email, but it's across the room and, and I'd sound like this if I went over to look for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do that. Um, But Podner, and I'll put a link in the show notes is a piece of software that essentially just does all the magic for you. I was complaining last week about demuxing and and fighting with the, 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 uh, the video of aha's take on me that I downloaded. And I couldn't get onto my iPod with sound. Well, I ran that baby through Podner, and right away, boom, done. Took about four so, and a half minutes. So,
1: so I think what Dave is saying, though, I think I, I knew this, but mux means multiplex, which means one to many. Yes, okay. And then I think demux is the opposite, is to bring many to one. How's that sound? Or maybe okay. it's the way around. I think, I, I think
0: you have it. I think you have it
1: right. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 uh. I'm that's not. just the term I haven't heard in a while. I've heard yeah. it in the. Uh, I remember hearing it in the digital realm when we were talking yeah. about you know digital muxers and demuxers uh, for some digital design courses.
0: So if, for a uh, show that we didn't really have an agenda, we've certainly filled things up, you know, and I, and we've actually given decent information. I think that's pretty. You cool. think so? Yeah. 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 I, you know, I I do want to ask the, those of you that are still listening uh, this late in the show because I know it's late. Um, hmm. That, uh, about a problem that I'm, I, I keep having on and off and I bought a new Firewire hub. Uh, I did, or a Firewire repeater or whatever the heck you want to call it. I bought a Belkin one. I even bought a name brand one, even though I know they're all made with Firewire. Okay. Firewire. 400? Yeah. I have one, I have but one Firewire 400 port on my 15 inch power book. Hmm. And so I bought this hub a years ago and, uh, and, and then recently replaced it with this Belkin one, but I'm having the same problem. That, that, that made me replace it i plug all everything in i have an external drive i have two external drives that i plug in my eyesight and i'm pretty sure that's it and uh and every you know almost m- once or twice a day the eyesight and the the external drive one of the external drives just falls off the chain and it disappears and i gotta unplug it turn it off turn it back on and it huh. comes back yeah it stinks and I tried Nothing predictable.
1: it. Today. It's not like they're sleeping or anything weird nope. like that.
0: I, I tried it huh. uh, either today or, yeah, today, uh, where I just plugged the drive directly in, didn't fall off the chain once. So I know it's not the drive. I know it's not the power book. I know no. it's this thing. Now, it might be the eyesight. I'm thinking. Oh, I'm
1: thinking be. that the bridge, chip, what, what is it, the Oxford 911 or they have yeah, newer but, ones? But it's some a, of the, it's some a of the c head. It's a
0: brand new, okay, brand new enclosure.
1: Oh, yeah. no, I meant, I meant the uh, the chip in the drives. Oh, really? Well, I remember a while ago, and it was a certain conflict, but just a very remote possibility that the okay. firmware or the uh, the drive firmware or the uh, FireWire driver chip in that hub may not get along. I don't know, just speculating. Uh-huh. Could be,
0: yeah, it could be the same chip in, remember, in the new hub, yeah.
1: There was something in the past where with a certain... It, it was actually something that didn't look too good on Apple's part. I think they did have uh-huh. a G5 firmware update. Oh, okay. And there was a situation in the past, they've had little hiccups, which is why, again, I don't always rush to install the updates on every machine. Right. But, uh, they did have one case where, yeah, if you upgraded the firmware, I think either the OS or the firmware and you had a certain firewire chip in your, uh, in your drive, it would kind of destroy everything. Not that Mac oh, is the only I remember that. that does yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I,
1: I don't know. The if Windows people really had a bad. scare about that as well. It was the same thing where you just had this yep. bizarre combination yep. of OS and firmware and, driver chips and boom oops yeah so. oops right yeah.
0: <laughs> there
1: they go again oh wow you let them back in
0: yeah you know they, they work cheap so
1: mm-hmm. they bring any snacks they never bring snacks these guys
0: it just smokes that's all they bring and, and uh, of course so, they know that they're drinking but that's <sighs> you know, a not a deal at least they remember this one song
1: hmm uh, <laughs> it's kind of repetitive though
0: yeah, well, that's what you get when you it's run into like a, a loop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, actually, we, we should have told you up front that you know we we actually did have uh, an agenda for the show, but yeah, we did. The dog ate it. That's right.
0: Well, no, this when, and then we put this one together. This is all right.
1: Yeah. So thank absolutely. you, Apple, for releasing an OS update so we could have something to talk to. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, so next week, well, next week um, the show will be we'll probably record it oh frankly I don't know we're, we're there what Thursday Friday and Saturday nights. so flying out Sunday all Ugh, day Sunday. Sunday, Sunday oh yeah it I probably won't transfers. be Saturday night or if it is Saturday night it won't get
1: out until
0: Monday morning I'm getting in,
1: morning. I'm landing like yeah definitely not Sunday night because I'm landing oh, like
0: 9pm no but we can we, we'll do we'll try and do we'll do some sort of a show from there it, it may be the full geek Gab, and if it is then we won't do one Monday night or whatever I don't know we'll yeah. figure it out but either yeah. way we'll let you know and you might actually get to see our smiling faces if all the technology comes Ooh. together. So we still have Gmail invites, so go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, send us your request for them. We're happy to give them out. Audio comments to Mac... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, audio comments to Gab at
1: MacObserver.com. Yeah, um, or, you know, if you want to pick up the phone, 206-666-geek. Geek. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, there's a website uh, where you can get more information about... Mac, show MacGeekGab dot com, which is mm-hmm. registered with GoDaddy dot
0: com. Thanks to GoDaddy for the sponsorship. That's right. Uh you can send or, Skype voicemails to MacGeekGab, uh, but I still don't have out of there. Uh I don't know, Are I keep forgetting to check it. I I, okay. I I think about it when we do the show and so I don't know.
1: Yeah, and uh podcast alley and also iTunes, uh, you know, we're on the charts there. Yeah, Ooh, we, we thank you. Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends to uh, Stay in.
0: subscribed. We uh we, we would appreciate that. We definitely appreciate the, uh, the subscription. So. Yes. That's it. I'm out of here, man. I'm going to go watch yeah? the Pats. Yeah. Well, if not, you're out of here, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm not really a sports fan, but when you live near Boston, you kind of become a closet sports fan. So uh, don't tell me. I don't know.
1: Another time soon. Go, Pats! Mm. Go, Mets. Go, Cubs.